Welcome to the Faith Renew Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renew, check us out online at faithrenew.org. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. When you have it, say amen. Let's read. Let's do this. Be anxious for nothing. That's a command. That's a, that's a de- declaration. That's not think about maybe you should be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Will you pray with me? Will you join me? Father, I thank you today for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for the peace that's in this place. And Lord, we open our hearts and receive it today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We're in a series right now called Overcome. And I'm telling you, man, I'm excited about what God has been doing in this series and how many knows he's not finished. Come on, how many knows he's not through yet? He's just getting warmed up. So it's been incredible what we've seen God do, the stories that we've heard, and I'm excited about what God continues to do. Last week, we looked at overcome brokenness and uh, three powerful overcome stories. Those are on our website, on iTunes as well. If you haven't listened to those, I encourage you to do so. Incredible stories. And we also looked at a story from Scripture of the woman who was caught in the act of adultery. And this story of overcome brokenness, we see in that story three beautiful, powerful statements that we see and things that we can draw from. The first is this, that Jesus comes to the broken. Amen? Aren't you thankful that Jesus came to you? Come on, he comes to the broken. He does this for that lady who was called in the act. This brought in before him, thrown down in his presence, and Jesus does this. He gets down in the dirt. Aren't you thankful God comes to get in your dirt? Come on, I'm thankful, man. He came and got in my dirt, man. And he, and he rode in the dirt. And he, done the, he did this. And number two thing is this. Jesus silences the accuser. We've learned through this series that the enemy, the devil, is an accuser. He's an accuser of the brethren. He uses people sometimes to do it, but he is an accuser. And Jesus does this. He silences the accusers. And I love it. In that moment, those people came to Jesus, threw this lady into his presence, and said, man, the law says we stone her. What do you say we do? Gets up. Woman, where are your accusers? Where are those who condemn you? Go. Jesus silences that. He's the only one. And we look for other things sometimes and other ways to silence the accuser. Jesus is the only one who can do so. Amen. Number three, Jesus restores the broken. I love it because he takes this lady who was caught in sin, restores life back into her, and lets her know that he does not condemn her. He lets her know that he is the answer for her situation and tells her to walk forth, go and sin no more, man. And Jesus is the one who heals brokenness in our life. Amen. 
He's the only one who can do it. This week, I want to look at this, overcome anxiety, overcome anxiety and worry. And I want to talk today about this because it's one of those things that like every person at some way, at some level, at some point has dealt with. We've all had anxiety. We've all had worry. We've all had cares and distractions and things that come into our life. It's not just a one-time thing, but it is one of the things that will do this. It will destroy you. I heard a quote one time that says, this worry is like a rocking chair, gives you something to do, but never takes you anywhere. Now, don't get me wrong. I love me in some rocking chairs, man. I'm good with that. Uh, you, Cracker Barrel, man, the only reason I, I, I get excited if there's a wait is because I'm not going shopping. I'm going to sit in a rocking chair, amen, and I'm, I'm going to hang out. But just sometimes, listen, when it comes to worry, it's not a good thing. It will distract you. It will take things away from you. So we see in this, in this today, in this passages that we look at today, what the Bible says to do about worry and anxiety. What the Bible says to do about worry and anxiety. I'm going to give you three this morning. Number one is this. First thing it says to do is don't do it. Come on, man. Tell you never, don't do it. Seriously. That Bible says this. Now, 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 now we, we know, again, Nike made billions and have, have you know, got just do it, and, and they've claimed that and patented it and all this kind of stuff, so don't steal that, but you can use this, man. I have a patent. You can borrow this. Don't do it, all right? Don't do this. He tells us this. He says, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. And some of you are right now telling me, wait a minute, you're going to tell a warrior not to worry. Right. Come on. You're going to tell someone who deals with and battles anxiety in this thing that, that the enemy uses to attack me to not do that? Come on, man. Now, listen, this thing's not simplistic, but it's simple. All right? The, the gospel is simple. I mean, it is just so true that Jesus comes from heaven to earth, gets on the cross, dies in our place for our sins. Resurrects on the third day. He ends up ascending to heaven. You know what he's going to do? He's going to come again. Amen. And, and that's just good news. And it's just a simple gospel. It's a simple truth. And so we see here that this worry and this anxiety, that if we allow this in our life, it will destroy us. Harvard Medical said this, that the, 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 the grip of anxiety have a greater risk of developing chronic GI symptom struggles, respiratory symptom struggles, and heart disease because of worry and anxiety. It's a direct link to this. And so God's saying this, don't do it. Don't do it. Now, some of you are like, man, yeah, Paul, he's got a lot of room to start. He's an apostle, and he's like planted churches. And so he has all this stuff together, so he don't have no right to be telling me because he don't know my struggles. You do know this, that he wrote this in prison. Wow. Come on, let this change us a little bit. Let this shape our minds because I think a lot of times we're like, well, nobody has as bad as me and nobody understands what I'm going through again. Listen, unless you're in your situation, we don't know what you're going through. I'm not trying to say that I do or somebody sitting beside you does, but listen, we're, we're listening and reading this and listening from a guy who wrote this in prison. Why was he there? Because he did wrong? No, listen, because he was telling people about Jesus. He's out there preaching the gospel. He's doing the work of the Lord. And so listen, in the prison, he's sitting there telling us to do this. Don't do this. So many people get caught in the first part. They get caught up in this place of anxiety and worry, and it's bringing destruction to them. And this is something that we all deal with. And this word anxious 
Here in the scripture, this word anxiety, listen to this. It occurs 19 times in 17 New Testament verses. And you'll see this word found in this way, written this way in our English language. You'll find it as, as worry, as anxiety or anxious. You'll also find the word as care. We're going to look at these today, even in the scripture. First one is this, like Matthew 6, 25. Jesus said this, therefore, I say to you, don't do it. Don't do it. Do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is life is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Come on. Now, we're not going to get into the whole Matthew 6. It's powerful. We're going to look at that later in another part of this series. But listen, it's, it's so crucial that we understand that this is a commandment that God gives us. And, and if listen, that any good parent who loves their children, who cares for them, you're going to set some requirements and you're going to say some things into their life. You're going to ask them to do certain things. You're going to ask them not to do certain things. Why? Because you want what's best for them. You love them. Amen? You care for them. And so one of the things that the heavenly father, and this is what he says later on in that, in that passage in Matthew 6, he's talking about he takes care of the birds and the, the, out there flying around. He's going to take care of you. He said the heavenly father, your heavenly father takes care of those saints. And so our heavenly father is giving us something not to do. So don't do it. Just don't do it. Now, now listen, some of you are like, Pastor, I can't just not do that. All right. Now, listen, here's the thing. We all have things that come into our mind. We all have things that attack us and come against us. Listen, that's not sin. It becomes sin when you partner with it. When you allow it to settle, when you allow it to set in your mind and allow it to stay there. So listen, he's not saying because this today, listen, if, if after you leave the service, something happens and you begin to worry, don't worry, oh man, listen, I'm a sinner, I'm going to hell. No, no, listen, that means just the devil's after you. He, he's trying his best to destroy you. But listen, do this. Don't let that thing settle, stay in your mind. Do this thing. Not going to do it. I, I, I refuse to do that. So first, first thing he just says to do this, he says, don't do it. What does the Bible say worry does? Number two, it robs us. Amen. It robs us. It steals from us. The Bible says that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And you know, some of us have come to the place in their walk with God, and it's incredible. And I think it's a good thing that if you come to that place, and, and some of you are there now, and the enemy knows that you are there, that you know that, listen, the enemy's not going to be able to take you out any longer. That's awesome. That's a good place to get to. Like, you know something, man? I have come to the place in my walk with God. I know who I am in him. I know who he's not. And I know he's not going to be able to kill me. He is not going to be able to take me out. He is not going to be able to destroy my life. I refuse to believe that anyway. That's a good place to be. But you know something? We've done this. We've settled and allowed him to come in and do this still from us. We've allowed him to come in and steal and take away. And anxiety is a thief. It's a thief. Worry is a thief. It will rob from you. It will cause you to do this. It will rob and steal from you. It will steal your today because you're worried about tomorrow. 
And that's how it'll happen. It'll, it will still today what God is wanting to do in this service because your mind's somewhere else. If you're in a place of worry and anxiety, when God was wanting to just move in your heart during worship, if you're allowing your mind to go somewhere else, the enemy has stolen from you something that God wanted to give you. This is huge. This is important. And so you'll see it in your life. And some of us like, man, God's not going to kill me. I mean, enemy's not going to kill me. I'm just good. I'm settled with that. But listen, don't let him steal from you either. Quit letting him take from you. Quit letting him destroy you. And again, don't let this thing come in and get in your mind. Don't allow this to happen because this is what it'll do. It'll rob you. It'll steal from you. It will distract your life. Luke chapter 10, verses 38, it says this. Now, this is what happened. This, Jesus comes to Mary and Martha's house. This is cool, man. Invites her in. And, and I want you to hear this word. I want you to see it again, what takes place. It says that now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village. A certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. Now, we know, again, these are the, the siblings of Lazarus who Jesus raises from the dead. And, uh, again, cool. Again, becomes a relationship and a fellowship with them. Um, I, I like this. I like Mary and Martha. I, I, I taught them this years ago. I remember, I, was, I believe I was in youth ministry. That, that they, I, I believe the reason God, Jesus hung out at their house so often is because of the merger that happens of, of servanthood and worship. In that home. Martha was a servant. She was, she was one who went hard after doing things for God. Man, she had a heart for him. Uh, Mary was a worshiper. But listen, this is what happens sometimes. Sometimes this God wants you to do this. Just set aside everything else and just simply worship him. Just spend time with him. And it says that Martha welcomed him into the house. Again, Martha, the one who's busy and the one who gets a little bit crazy sometimes. Martha welcomed him into their house. So she was doing a good thing. This is what happens when he comes in. Verse 39. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his words. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. That's, that's sisters out there. That's just, you know, that's how they do it, man. You know, you, you, need to, you need to tell her she needs to be helping me out. I'm tired of doing all this stuff by myself. And again, there's times or places, and if you're not serving this, you, you're missing out. That's one of our core values this church. It hangs on our wall out there in our hospitality area. You need to be serving somewhere, man. It is a root to significance, but it is so powerful. But listen, this is sometimes, listen, where you simply want you to do this. There's certain things that distract us, and this is what he says. Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> Only some of y'all caught that. I apologize for those who didn't. You were not raised. You were not raised the right way if you don't know what I just referenced. Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. You hear what he says to her? You are worried. Same word. Anxiety, cares, anxious, anxiety. You are worried and you're troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen the good part which will not be taken away from her. And I don't believe there's any other way, way, way to explain this and let you know, listen, when it's worship between you and God, nobody can take that. When it's you and him in relationship and fellowship and communion together, nobody can take that stuff. Other things, man, they can rob, steal, kill, take. But listen, they can't take this intimacy that we have with Jesus. And so he says, listen, sometimes, Martha, I want you to know, listen, you're missing out. And the, this worry and anxiety that you're allowing in your heart is the distraction 
and it's taking you away from my presence. It's robbing you from being able to be at my feet and getting to know me for who I really am. It will distract you. It will rob from you. And he's trying to tell her, he wants her to see this. Listen, I want you to worship. And if we would worship more than we worried, we'd become warriors for the kingdom. If we turn our war into worship, man, you watch what God will do. And I'm telling you, it's an amazing, beautiful thing. Because, listen, this is constantly out there. It's after us. Listen to some of the stats that I heard. Studies that say that anxiety disorders are the most common mental health problem in America. Boston University said anxiety has surpassed depression and all other disorders. The World Mental Health Survey, who surveyed 14 countries says America sits at the top, number one list of the most worried nation in the world. What? Come on, man. The last three decades, anxiety disorders have jumped more than 1,200%. One psychologist who did a study said the average high school student today has the same level of anxiety of an average psychiatric patient in the 1950s. Don't tell me the enemy's not using this. Don't tell me, man, he's not a liar. And we've just come to the place, and a lot of times, one of the psychiatric websites I read from, this was their answer. They says, our goal shouldn't be to dismiss anxiety entirely, but to make it a healthy, manageable part of your life. God's calling us to overcome anxiety, not accept it and not just learn how to manage it and deal with it. He's calling us to win and be victorious over it, and it robs us. It steals from us. It takes from us. The parable of the sower that we know in, in, in Matthew 13, Jesus explains that parable, and he makes this statement, and he says this in Matthew 13, 22. He says, now he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. Wow. The cares of this world, the worries of this world. Listen, if you allow that to be a part of your life, if you allow that to stay there, it will actually take the seed that's being put in your heart right now. And it will cause you to become unfruitful, man. And it's not God's plan. It's not what he wants from you. And so listen, number three things, what, what does the Bible say that we do with it? Cast it. We get rid of this thing. We cast this out. We give this over to the Lord. First Peter chapter 5, we hung out in this chapter on the overcome the devil. But listen, this is a different verse. It says that, therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Yes. Casting all of your care. Same word. Greek word. Casting all of your care upon him for he cares for you. Why do we do this? And he loves you. He cares for you. He wants you to give this over to him. And, 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 and this is not just something that we do like one time. This is not something that I want you to do just today. In the moment, listen, if the enemy's been using this, and again, he battles many with this. And if we're honest, I believe we're going to see a, a lot of people today respond to what God wants to do. But listen, he doesn't want you to do this one time, just cast it over to him. He doesn't want you to just do this one time because, listen, I'm not like anti the doctors. And it, well, I am from me personally. I, don't, I hate to go. My wife makes me go. You know, I mean, it's, it's bad. But listen, I'm not like, like anti those things for people who, who go to them. 
But listen, I think a lot of times we put more faith in those things. We put more faith in those things. Listen, and, and we will do this. We will make sure that we don't miss out on something that we're supposed to take that the doctor prescribes for us. I, mean, I, I, I had to do an antibiotic a few months back, and, and, and this is where we put, we put it on the, for, for us in my home, we put it on the window sill right at the sink. We've got to take something. You know what? Because, man, we've got to take this thing. We don't want to forget it. But listen, a lot of times, listen, he's telling us to cast this and give this over to him. And it's not one time. He wants you to go to him daily. Yeah. What if we went to the prayer closet as much as we went to the medicine chest? What if we went to the prayer closet as much as we went to the, to the, uh, to the wine? What do you call those things? <laughs> I don't think we have cellars anymore. Do we have, still have cellars? Those things are real. Wine cabinet. Whatever it is, man, I don't have one. Wine right, thank you. Yeah, what, 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 if, what if we went to the prayer, prayer closet more than we went to Facebook? And what if we talked to Jesus about it instead of talking to everybody else about it? What would happen? What would take place? Because he, he tells us and he's faithful. And, and if we were just as faithful about going to the prayer closet as a medicine cabinet man, we'll be free from this. I believe it, and I, I trust God, and I trust his word, because he says it this way. He says, for us to be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Yeah. So how do you come against this? He tells us here. He says to do it this way. He says, do it by prayer. So you're going to have an opportunity in just a few moments to pray, to come to the Lord. He says to do it this way. He also says by supplication. That's not, a, that's not like where he's saying that, you know, we just, you know, you pray a lot and you pray a long ways because all those words that you speak is going to merit some type of answer for you from God. That's not what that means. But he's saying to do this. This is what supplication means. This is the real, real understanding of this. He means that you go after God and you keep going after God until you get what you need. You continually pursue him. You stay in him. And listen, your prayers that you go after God, it's not going to change God. It's going to change you. Yeah. It's, what it, it's what it's there for. Listen, a lot of times we think, man, I got to go give God all this information. And I got to inform him of what's going on. And what he's really trying to do is transform you and conform you to him and to, and to his image and to bring you to that place. We used to say this way. I grew up in church. And in the old days, we said this way. You need to pray through. You pray till you pray through. That means this. You stay there until you get what you need, until the exchange happens, until there's an encounter with God that takes place. And a lot of times we're like doing this. I want to just go get it in, get it out. Bible says that you ought to pray a lot, not to use a lot of words. This word goes against that when it's understanding this way. Listen, it's not publicly not what you're saying and trying to get some people to think that you're a great prayer. But it's you getting serious about going after God and praying through and with supplication going after him until you receive and encounter him the way that he says to do it. And the third thing, again, we see it again. He says, thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Like, man, what do I have to be thankful about? I'm dealing with anxiety. We need to be thankful, man. He gives us a prescription. He gives us an answer. He gives us a way out. He gives us the one. And we have life today. And so listen, quit letting situations that you can't control control you. Step into what God has for you. He's got this. And to summarize these words today as the worship team comes, he says, I want to summarize it this way. Number one, obey. Do what he says. Number two, pray. Go to the Lord in prayer. Number three, stay. You stay in his presence. You stay at his feet. You stay after him. You go after God and quit pursuing those things. In verse seven, he says, this is what takes place. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, 
will guard your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. This is the answer. So he wants to take us from anxiety to peace. But we got to do it through prayer, through supplication, through thanksgiving to him. I want you to stand if you would, please. Oh, man, God, thank you right now, Father, for the peace that is in this place, God. That's available to every person in this room. And God, we're so many times and so often carrying things that we should be casting. We're trying to hold on to things and trying to figure out and try to work it out. You, Lord, we trust you today. We know you don't need our help. And God, Lord, we want to step aside, Lord. We want to just step into a place of God of prayer. We want to step into a place of thanksgiving. We want to step into a place of supplication, God. We stay at your feet. We get with you. We, we don't allow distractions to rob and steal from us and take from us any longer. But God, we go after you right now, Lord. If anxiety has been an issue and worry has been something the enemy is using in your life right now and it's causing distractions in your heart, I want you right now to do this. I want you to step out. Begin to just begin to make your way down to this front. And I believe this today, God, that we're going to do what God's called us to do. We're going to pray. We're going to give thanksgiving to him. Supplication, we're going to go after God. And I believe we're going to see this today. Replacement happen. I believe we're going to see him take us from anxiety to peace. Now listen, don't, don't think you can skip a stage in this. And even you stepping out and, and, and just coming to a place of prayer and, and spending time in worship, listen, that's still about him. Still not about you. But we go after God right now. Yeah. If the enemy is attacking you, using anxiety and worry and the cares of this world, it's been choking out the word, it's been robbing from you, it's been stealing and taking from you. Let's take back right now everything the enemy's stolen. Let's step in today to what God has. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, young people. Thank you for your boldness today, guys. Yeah. So sick of seeing the enemy take from you guys. Tired of seeing him just rob from you. Come on, you become the worshiper, the warrior that God's called you to. Yeah, come on. Say, I refuse to let him steal from me one more day. (laughs) I refuse. Yeah, come on. Who else? You need to step out because we're getting ready to do this. We're getting ready to agree with you. We're getting ready to come in prayer with you and for you. Some of you are going to step today from a place of anxiety to a step to a place of peace. You're going to overcome it this morning. Who else? Who else? Step out. Come. Now, I want to listen. If you would, I want everybody right now, if you would, who's down for prayer to take just a step forward. And if you're kneeling, that's you stay kneeling. If you take one step forward, if you come, if you just want to just come to a place, just step forward. Yeah, that's good. God bless you. Listen. And overcome this on your shirt. That's what's about to happen. Listen, you're about to overcome this thing. Now, I want some people who help me and believe in the power of prayer. I want you to step out if you would. I want you to gather around as many of these people as you can. I just release right now the peace of God over this house right now. The peace that surpasses 
all understanding that we don't even begin to comprehend in our minds where this even comes from. That's what he wants to give to you right now. Thank you, Jesus. So listen, I don't want you just to just say a quick prayer and then just go back. Listen, I want you to, to go to a place of supplication where you pray through. <laughs> listen, God's up here. You're not trying to get him to move. You're just trying to get your heart in line with what he's doing right now. You're trying to put yourself into that place right now of what the Holy Spirit is already working in your heart, what he's already working in this house right now. So, Father, I just release peace in this place right now. I release peace in this place right now, Father. God, we replace the anxiety right now. We come against right now worry, doubt, unbelief in this room right now. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Just pray right now. Just begin to pray. In just a moment, I want you to turn it into thanksgiving. I want you to turn it into worship. But right now, we just want to do what the Holy Spirit showed us. He's given us examples. He's told us in the Word. Pray. Come to Him. Spend time with Him. Yes, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thanks again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you. If you need prayer, would like to support this ministry through your financial giving, or just want to learn more about Faith Renewed, please stop by faithrenewed.org.